Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on social media at Galen Trombley. I hope you enjoy the show. Greetings. Please hold for a very important message. Light speed sequence initiated. How may I help you? Bonjour. Security breach. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> awesome. It's a miracle. Uh, welcome, everybody. Episode 243 of the Galen Trombley Show. My guest today, returning after a handful of years, um, Billy Jones, Assemblyman, 115th District. 115th. That, that's all I had to get right. I just wanted to make sure I got the district right. Um, but Billy came on before. We had a good time. This was a while ago. He's a busy man, so I appreciate him showing up. Um, and you've hit, had a handful of podcasts at this point now, right? Oh, yeah. So you're like, this is like a seasoned veteran here. So, Billy, give us like, we see you everywhere. I, 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 we're going to dive into your schedule again. I know we talked about it last time, but give us just some like bullet points. Like what's the major pillars or what's the major focuses right now in the Billy Jones camp of like, what are you guys like, whether it's the state, whether it's local, like what's kind of, what are your main projects right now? Main projects right now. Uh, well, we just, we just introduced a, a major project in Malone that I was able to secure um, funding for. Just had the Speaker of the uh, State Assembly up. Um, it's uh, revolving around an indoor recreational facility in um, Malone, something that they, you know, it's something we're teaming up with the county on um, and envisioning, uh, you know, a, just a four seasons indoor sporting place so families can go, kids can go. Um, so that's that's going to be a major project, going to be a focus of ours for the next um, couple of years. Three million dollars we were able to secure. We're bringing in some non for profits uh, in on that as well, and teaming up with the county. I would say a lot of it, it, you know, a lot of what we do revolves around you know families and kids, and that's just one example. Um, I think I said the other day uh, during the press conference in announcing this with the speaker there. If I could leave this job, and we, we had a major focus on, on obviously kids and families, and that's what he was speaking on. If I could leave this job and tell people that I gave it all I could to give families and kids opportunities um, to be involved, uh, whether it be through recreation or the arts or some other form, or just to let kids be kids. If I could leave this job and be known for giving it my all and doing that, I'd be a happy person. Um, it's it's a real passion of mine. We have a lot of opportunities here in the North Country, you know, with our with our natural beauty, um, but we need to hone that in and, and really, uh, you know, get some structure around that as well. I mean, selfishly, I'm going to say. So this is Malone. Is do you think anything like this is in the works or rumblings about Plattsburgh? Because you always hear stuff. I think it's more like rumor. You hear a lot, and of course now with the crates gone and. Um, you know, I know the YMCA last year stepped up down at where the old wellness center used to be. But do you think, have you heard anything locally or is that still like? I'm glad you just, asked that. And, um, you know, that was one of the questions actually from a reporter from Plattsburgh the other day. Uh, we had a we had a, a good press conference actually and they were talking about that. And he was talking about, I have 40 towns, 16 villages in my district, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants a center. Everybody wants the best for their community, and, and, and they should, and I applaud that. But 
this opportunity came about through a funding that I was able to get, $3 million to start this up, which is pretty major funding here mm -hmm. in, in the North Country. $3 million, um, as, uh, as well as another organization, Adirondack for Kids, stepping up because we've worked on projects together um, in the Malone region. This is a Franklin County project, and I want to emphasize that because I want to bring all the, the, the towns in, in a regional approach. And I was asked, is there an opportunity to do this in other places? Absolutely. Believe me, I want Plattsburgh. I want this region. I want Clinton County to get what we have or get what we had uh, when, when the crate was there. Even better. Actually, we all know the crate had issues. Yeah. Yep. We all know um, that there was, uh, you know, going to be needed major upgrades there, going to be, uh, you know, um, uh, probably uh, a lot of money put into it. But I think the opportunity is there. And the opportunity coming out of Franklin County and Malone, especially a lot of times Malone says, you know what, Plattsburgh gets everything. You know, you hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Towns around here say that all the time, right? Plattsburgh gets everything. Plattsburgh probably says, Albany gets everything. You know, it's just that natural yeah. thing, right? Yep. But this was an opportunity um, for, this is an opportunity for all these uh, towns, the county, a regional approach, getting Adirondack for Kids and other non-for-profits -for involved. And as well, um, we're going to have to raise some more money. We realize that, but I'm glad to see people stepping up to do this. This, is, this will be a collaborative effort, which I secured uh, money to get started in. Can it happen in Plattsburgh? Absolutely. I pray. I, I go out. I talk to people every day. Let's get something like this started. We have the why going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's an opportunity there for a, a larger indoor facility to to you know to get our uh, our our you know other people involved. Um, we were able to secure 1.3 million for the why last year mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I, I was um, through funding. They're a little sh uh, short of their goal. They're going to keep going. It's going to be a beautiful facility, but I think we do need that indoor sports recreational facility right here in Plattsburgh as well. Um, and we kind of talked about this at one point in time, but like us being a rural area and kind of, you know, regarding like shared resources and trying to piggyback, like you just mentioned the why, like could you piggyback instead of doing your own thing, like kind of pitch in and kind of good for all. I mean, is that something that happens naturally is that part of uh, like the strategy of like how can we try to collaborate with other people versus trying to just go at it ourselves or one organization i mean does that happen often or is that i think it has to happen yeah uh, you know you mentioned i like i mentioned i have 40 towns here i have uh, uh, 15 16 villages in my district we have to collaborate because no individual town can take a project or no individual you know, no individual uh, a group or organization can take on a project like this, something that we envision, right? Yeah. We had, what, 800-plus families that use the Crate Center? I mean, yeah. we, we, I want, we want and we should. We, you know, the goal should be up here, a facility um, that is uh, multi-use, that is going to, um, you know, serve the purpose of letting kids, families, adults recreate. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to team up. We're... we're we have to collaborate with other people. It can't be, you know, just Plattsburgh doing this. It can't be just, yeah. you know, uh, Shazy doing this. It can't be just, you know, Peru doing this. We have to collaborate together. We have to bring other organizations in. We have to have public-private partnerships going on, which is happening, you know, with the Y, which is going to happen in, in Franklin County as well. And um, that's what we have to do. But I think we have the ability and the capability to do it. You know, uh, getting $3 million for a startup project in, in Malone, New York, it's not easy. But uh, 
So I did it. <laughs> and and uh, so you, you've been in the assembly what since sixteen seven January seventeen. Yeah, January seventeen elected in sixteen. So so you're going on basically three full or six full years at this point. Yep. Three terms. Seventh year, fourth term. So if you look at kind of like a reflection, if you look at the last six years, we talk about most people want stuff now, and I and I'm going back as a kid like. Things that I, that ten years ago weren't around, or twenty years ago that weren't around, which is blink blink of an eye for most of us. If you look at the last six years from when you started to where you are now, and, and not, you don't have to give specific examples, but overall, I mean, are there projects that you look at now and you're like, "That's I can't believe that was three four years ago," and at the time it seemed like this daunting challenge, like this, you know, the the place in Malone. Like if it's a few years out, you know, let's say you stay in the assembly for a handful more terms, and then you look back at this and you're like. Oh yeah, that was put up, and now we just take it for granted because it's there. But all the work that led up to it, because us as humans, I mean, naturally we're like we want more, we want more, we want better, we want better. And good things take time. And obviously, when there's a lot of you know, as you know, there's a lot of collaboration and steps and processes, and just it's not like you can just say like, snap your fingers and it's done. How would you look at the last six years as to like what you expected or where we're at now, or do you have moments where you're almost like I can't believe that is. Like we talk about this building, like I'm like, I've been in here for a year. If you asked me a year ago, I was stressing out trying to get it ready. And now I'm like, oh yeah, everything's just got like there. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because things do take time. And, and I guess my, I haven't learned to be patient, but I have, <laughs> I have learned to accept that things, certain things take a little more time and they're. There are projects that I've started six years ago and that still aren't finished. And I hate to be negative about it, but it's just, it takes such a long time to get some of these things uh, going. There, there are projects that I look at that, you know, people thought should have been done the day after we announced them, right? Um, I'm going to take broadband, for instance. Yep. Do we still get calls in about broadband and, and uh, not having service and not having that? Absolutely. We do all the time. But when I started this office, let me tell you something. There was a lot less connectivity. There was a lot less broadband in the North Country, too. And this is, this is an issue that's near and dear to my heart. Anybody that listens to me knows that. And, you know, people still have concerns and they still say, hey, I don't have this. I don't have that. But... I'll go, I go into classrooms. I go into. I, I visit schools all the time, colleges, you know, uh, K through 12 schools. And I'll, I'll ask, uh, I was in Saranac Lake last fall. Went in there, Saranac Lake, you know, it's a mountainous. It's rural. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's rural as well. Went in the classroom and I always ask this. I go in there, listen, a bunch of juniors and seniors in there. How many, um, uh, how many uh, people, how many, how many people have broadband, good, good internet service in there? In their homes i was surprised three quarters of the room over three okay. quarters of the room yeah kids raised their hand i was like great mm-hmm. six years ago when i went in that room i didn't get i got a lot less than half of those students raising their hand now and i asked the other question now about cell phone service we won't get into that but uh, we had few we had less less hands with cell phone service than we did uh, with with broadband or with good internet connections, so we are making progress in some of these things. And I can look back at at the internet and see everything that's been done, laid down. I can be uh, you know be happy with that. We're still not we're still not done. We're still not complete. If you don't have it, you're saying, hey Jones, you're full of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know we haven't made a, a you know made uh, you know uh, made our goal there. 
I say we've made a lot of progress uh, in that and other things. I mean, I, I remember this wasn't long ago. Driving down Albany, you would lose service for quite a bit of time. Typically, like I, I, I usually started to lose it once I got to like Lewis, Woolsboro, and it probably came back as we were probably rolling into Lake George. So. Mm-hmm. You would lose it for quite a bit of time, and now there's there's a small spot. There's like only a couple sections that I might lose it. And it's not long, yeah. Um, which might be like down by the Scroon Lake area, things yep. like that. When you're kind of really remote, but oh, yeah. I know it, that road a little bit. Yes, and, and, and <laughs> but if, if you like think about even a handful of years ago, that was always a problem. Now it's, I've noticed every time you know every year you go down, I'm like wow, I have service here. I have yeah. service here. So it's like slowly happening, and yeah. I, I feel most things. Very little in the world, like people can complain about stuff, but very little things in the world have gotten worse over time. Like people, everybody's going to complain about everything. But when you go back and put in perspective, like what was like when you were a kid, like how was life different than now? And then when your parents were kids and your grandparents were kids, I mean, you go back a couple generations and it was almost archaic, like in, in what we think about. Do you know what I grew up watching TV? I mean, we literally had to go, and I know, I know, some of your listeners out there might say, "What?" I my job at in the evening, and there wasn't a lot of options. My job in the evening was to stay by the television and turn this little dial to the three channels that we actually had. Four, if you want to count. Five, if you want to. Well, four, if you want to count. Canadian stations. Yeah, if yeah. you want to count, uh, you know, the Canadian stations. The Canadian stations actually came in better than I, I, than than, we had C, a of those, than, yeah. than CAX and NBC because we needed the uh, the antenna for that. But um, yeah, in. I think a lot of this, when you're looking at progress, it really comes down to, you know, a, a level of, uh, honestly, for me, all politics is local. Tip O'Neill said that. He had wrote a book about this 30, 35 years ago, and it is. And to me, you know, we all look at these big projects, and I, I, there's nothing more I love than building. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to see a project start out. I love to see it being built. And uh, that takes a lot of work. But for me just as rewarding honestly as as somebody coming up to me on the street saying hey you know what thank you um thank you for this issue you helped me out with you know your staff you you know you guys are great thank you so much you know um come people coming up to you basically saying you know you helped me out in a spot and um you know thank you very much for that it doesn't get the headlines it doesn't get the 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 recognition of of what, uh, of what uh, politicians uh, want, but to me, that's just as rewarding as anything. It really is. How do you? Um, and you've been in politics for many years. I mean, well before the legislator. You yep. know, um, cause you, actually, I just I was doing research. I don't know if I knew that you were mayor at one point. I was a mayor. I knew you were in the legislature yeah. out there, but I didn't know you were mayor. So, so you've had like different levels and different kind of um, roles. How, how do you deal with? Um, Number one, you're obviously in the public sphere. So you typically, even if you don't like being on camera and social media and all that stuff, you are. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. part of the job nowadays. But when you look at that, you just talked about like for every person that says, you know, good stuff to you, there's more good that's going to than bad. Like it's, you're always going to get more compliments. The problem is sometimes the negatives outweigh the bad. And, and not even number wise, it's not even close. Like you're, the amount of negatives you get are minimal. And the amount of people that come up and say, Billy, you did a great job. I think, you know, there's numbers out there that people, whatever that is, might be 100x whatever that one person came. That'd be 100 people. They're just not going to say it to you, which is like normal. Like, yeah. so I see him like, hey, Billy, that was a great job. I'm probably not going to say it. I'm probably going to razz you about something else. Absolutely. But like, <laughs> but it's like, but I think you get ideas that, um, 
you know, the compliments, typically there's more of those people and the negatives are the ones that scream the loudest and you're human. So it's like, you look at that and like the negatives, even in my business, I get way less negatives and positives, but those negatives weigh on me more than, cause you're always like, how can I get better? How can I deal with it? So how have you built up me personally, as I've gotten older and kind of my, um, I'll keep a PG on this one, but like my, you know, my cares have been less on certain things because you just have to at the end of the day i'm not going to please everybody and i always go with i'm an intent guy so if my intention was good doesn't mean i made the right decision but if i can live with my decision because my mind my inputs like it was the best version i could come up with at the time and i'm fine exactly. with that because i have shortcomings but i'm like if i tried my best then at least i can't beat myself up over it um but the negatives still sting and I, I try to learn from them. How do you deal with that? Because you get way more than I do because you're mm-hmm. getting, like I see you post about something that's like, that's awesome. And there's people negative on, I'm like, Oh right. my God. I'm like, okay. But, but you, you get, you look at that kind of stuff and I mean, does it weigh on you still? Or are you good at just kind of like, ah, it, it kind of stings, but I can move on. Like, do you put in perspective? Like how's that I work? would love to sit here and tell you it does not weigh on me, but yeah. I'm, I'm my personality and I have, I've I've gotten better at this since I've been in politics, probably been involved in politics in some office one way or another for the last 13, 14 years, 15 years. Um, and when you get this job, obviously, it's it's amplified. It's a bigger area. It's, it's my job mm-hmm. um, now. Um, I would love to say that it doesn't affect me anymore, but I think I've, I've, I've gotten a lot better. You know what I stopped doing? I stopped looking at the comments. Yeah. And I had somebody tell me that right off. I, I will sit here and tell you if, if you had some of my staffers from the first couple of years that I was in this office, they did not. I mean, I drove them bonkers because I would sit there and I would look, I would look at, it. you know, we were, we were just ramping up our face, our, our face, our social media, yeah, your presence. Yeah. Yeah. My presence and not really, people didn't know me, you know, and it would just bother the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody would post. Like you said, you got a good, nice, nice post and they would comment. Like, not even about the issue, but Billy Jones, you da, 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 da. and I would call and I would, or Billy, Billy, you didn't do this. Or da, da. I would call my staff at 1030 at night while I was going through doing this. And they were finally like, you have to stop doing this. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. driving yourself nuts. You're driving us bonkers. So one of the things I do is that I would love to say it doesn't affect me anymore. You always were human beings, right? And if you have any drive in you, and you just mentioned, which you do have drive, if you have any drive in you, that is always going to affect you. And I just think we have to figure out ways where it affects us less. Mm -hmm. We really do, or we can't do what we do, right? Um, I certainly couldn't do what I do if if I let that uh, uh, you know, affect me every day. Do I still let me let it affect me? Yeah, I use it as a motivating factor. I hope to drive us as a, as a staff, as a team, a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't let that be the sole focus of what you're doing, or or you're not going to be in this business long. Yeah, and I th- that's something I'm starting to learn as I get older, and you kind of build up not necessarily like a thick skin, and not that I don't care because I think that people like you just mentioned, I think actually care the most are the ones that have to separate because you have to realize like that stuff is pulling down your main focus of what you're trying to do. And like, Mm -hmm. that's all noise. Um, now regarding like, there's a lot going on and I think, um, there's nobody that I see on a political level that 
is at or involved as much as, and I know that's important to you to be at a lot of things. I mean, you can, you came to our golf tournament. You could have just said, you know what? I want to sleep in on Saturday. We would not would have said anything. We would not have thought less of you, but it's always nice. You know, you make the drive and, uh, you show up and it's cold and we're asking you to swing, hit a golf ball in front of a bunch of people with no, with no practice swings. And you're always a sport about it, but you know, you're involved with a lot of stuff and does, and obviously you get, you have, you have staff and you have a team behind you and, when we talked about like priorities and things that you're trying to look at, when you come up with like the calendar year of what you want to focus on, how often does that change? And how often, like I look at my, you know, let's say a year or six months, I kind of put it in big chunk windows and say, these are big projects I want to try to accomplish. And it's really like reverse engineer that back and just every day chip away at that to, you know, six months I accomplished a big goal. And then, like I said, the perspective mm-hmm. is like, two years from now, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I remember doing that, but it seems so far ago. Do you do that a lot with what you're doing? Um, and how do you keep track of that and keep prioritizing things, knowing that you are stretched in a million different places? And I'm sure the staff, you guys are stretched in a million different directions. Like how do you make time for, I'm going to say the big things that move the needle forward versus the day-to-day interaction? Because they both are needed, but mm-hmm. some take more energy than others. And for me, if I'm doing a big project, I typically want like some hours like by myself to think, no distractions, phone off, like not seeing people. Um, and then then I'm back into like the quick little texts and messages and phone calls and that kind of stuff, which is, you know, th- they're both way on me, but I have to, I try to really divide and conquer that way. Do you have a system for that? Is it? Well, I'll tell you what our system is. I, we sit down and we think of, you know, what we're going to do, whether it's a year planning and you're right, we do have goals. The, the, like, you know, building some of these recreational projects or doing some of these other projects, they are goals. They're the big things. And we sit down and we say, all right, we're going to do this, 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 this. You have to have a great team, which I do, because scheduling alone is just a, uh, you know, and I have a fairly large district, 3,500 square miles, and we're just always on the road. Um, But we sit down and we we try to plan things out. And then... um, you know, that goes on for about four or five days for the year. And then it gets all thrown out the window because things come at you very fast in yeah. this office. Um, things, uh, not saying that we don't still have those, you know, those goals, those, what we do, uh, but scheduling. Okay, listen, so-and-so is in town. You know, w- we have to make them a priority. We have to move a few things. And I hate to move things. I hate being, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that person that says, "Hey, can you, you know, can you hold this back? Can we change that?" Uh, but you know, there are circumstances where you have to do that. We try to, you know, what? Uh, I think we've made a mark on it. I think uh, we've made a a a goal of trying to be. If I'm invited to a place, I'm going to be there because obviously, if it took that organization, if it took that person, if it took that local official or that state official, the time to say, you know what? We want Billy Jones here. I'm going to make every single effort I can uh, to make sure that we show up there. And I think that is something that we built a brand on, to be honest mm-hmm. uh, honest with you. And obviously it's difficult. You have to have good staff behind. You have to have good scheduling. Can't be everywhere uh, every every day of the, you know, the moment. But... I will say we've done a pretty good job at it, and um, we do. I have bigger goals in mind. Um, you know what's that saying? You know, life life happens while you're trying to 
you know, I, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. it before. Yeah. 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 Life happens, you know, and that's what it is. That's yeah. what, that's what happens. Life happens when you're planning on doing other things, you know, when you, when you're doing uh, everything and that's, that's what we do as far as, you know, what I am most proud of in, in this office is you're always going to get your haters. I have my haters. We all do. Yeah, yeah. I may have more of them because I, I'm just involved in a lot more mm-hmm. and I, people feel good when they give a, uh, you know, give a politician hell, which is if it makes them feel good, you know, fine, yeah. go on with your day. What I am most proud of is we've stayed out of that. We've stayed out of the mud. Mm-hmm. And if you go on any of my, you look at any other elected state official, even uh, local official, any national, we don't get into the national BS because I, it doesn't do me any good. Yeah. If you look at our stuff, we always come out with positive stuff. Do we, do we have, I do we, have ideological beliefs do i have ideological beliefs do i believe in things absolutely we all do Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to sit there and spend um you know hours a day on twitter bashing other people and not going to sit there and you know uh, go negative all the time because it doesn't do my residents any good i can only do what i can do for people anyway Mm -hmm. right and if i'm spending half my time you know bashing opponents or bashing critics or bashing whoever then that's half the time i'm taking away from the the residents and issues that i can actually help people with i had a great question it was at the it was at a a forum we were at just recently something to do with the chamber and i i I had a a person there i know him respect him and he was like you know uh you know uh, you know we like you bill we just want you we'd like you to be a little stronger and coming out against it was a some kind of national issue or some kind of uh, person in particular. And, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I said, I could do that. I could spend four or five hours a day or 10, 12 hours a week and, and going after somebody about something. And, uh, you know, but what good is that doing you right here in this room? Mm-hmm. When I can help you out with some kind of business issue you're having, some kind of employment issue, something that I can help out with. Why would I do that? First of all, I don't think it does any good. Second of all, it's not my personality. And third of all, if you want somebody that does that, that just is going to run on national issues and bashing the other side, then I'm not your guy for this job. But I think we've proven that we can um, you know, stay above the fray a little bit uh, and really concentrate on the issues that people are having in their days, day, day in and day out, I should say. Yeah. I, well, one thing I always go back to is like the, like control your controllables, like the things yeah. I can control, control them. If I can't, I can't. And I, that, that's one of the things that helps me. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do like reading a lot of like stoic philosophy and I mean, old hundreds and thousands of years old philosophy, but the idea really is kind of that. It's like, I can't control, like if I do something and it upsets you, I can't control your reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can try to, if I think I'm like, oh, I messed that up. Sorry, Billy, I can have that conversation, but yeah. it's not, you know, so I think a lot of that, it puts me at ease where it's like, you know what, if that person's having a bad day or maybe they sound off on you, but they got cut off in traffic or they got bad news about a family member with a health issue. Like we all have very complex lives in our own like little sphere. And it's like anything else. Like, my problems are bigger to me and your problems are bigger to you and Brandon's problems are bigger to him. But at the end of the day, I got to realize like we're all dealing with stuff and mm-hmm. that it's like, give some people some grace. Like that's why yeah. I'm like, and I don't think most people in life are out to like be a bad person. I don't either. And that's how I believe in that. You are, you, you have those people out there and listen, we could spend 24 seven 
365 days yeah. a, a year for the rest of our lives trying to get through these people. You're not. That's one thing that I had to learn. Like, yeah. I'm never going to get through them. They're yeah. going to hate my guts no matter what. They're going to disagree with me no matter what. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the people that are having a bad day. I'll, the one good thing about social media and all these issues and everything coming at people all of a sudden, people have very short memories. Yeah. They do. Yeah. I have gone head to head with it, it actually them just giving a, an individual on an issue just giving me that i'll never support you again i do i can't believe you i can't believe you <laughs> billy giving me how unfit i guess social media has made it easier to yeah. do that yeah. easier you to know? find you yeah <laughs> swear to god two months later shake my hand in a in a public spot Thank you very much. You're doing a good job. Okay. Okay, yeah. John. Okay, Joanne. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yep. It's it's the the only good thing to come out of, uh, or there's some, there are good things that have come out with social media, but everything, people getting, yeah. they, people have very short memories, and, and they do. And you know what? You're going to disagree with me on an issue, but if I can help you out the next time, absolutely, for, let's move forward. For, for the longest time, I kept emails and posts and stuff. I'd screenshot them, and I'd save them. So, like, kind of the same thing. Like, I have... I have some folders where I just have like negative stuff and yeah. I, it doesn't really affect me. But sometimes it's like fun to go back and just like laugh. I actually get in, like I laugh at it because it's same thing. I'm like, these people had that was what they decided to do with their oh, life. I at had that indivi moment in time. individuals like, calling me about an issue. Oh, sure. You're not going to agree with me on every issue. Believe me, yeah. we, we have to do some very polarizing issues here yeah. in state government. And you got to do it publicly. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in yeah. voting on an issue and calling the office. And I can't we have. We have folders calling the office, and I can't believe that I would do anything, everything I can to do, go against you. Da, 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 da. Yeah, okay, okay. Three months later, thanking, writing a letter to the editor thanking me for something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's the world we live in right yeah. now. I don't blame them. Everybody gets uh, a little emotional, a little upset, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, people... Uh, have short memories and if you genuine if people are genuine and you help them out with an issue they're always going to remember that and the people mm -hmm. that don't remember it hey I, i've helped people out with nine different issues the 10th time we couldn't make it happen they'll never talk to you again yeah i, I also think too mo most people if you give a legitimate effort like respect that like yeah. and it could just be like hey billy could you do this and like i don't have time or there's no way i can do it but you're being honest with them like that's up to them but it's like yeah. to me if people especially and i think in our area we have it's a very i love the area there's a lot of great people and like i said most people are normal people like most people are, are pretty yeah. sane even if they don't agree with you like yeah. i don't agree with billy on 100 percent, but it's like i still like the guy yeah. like you know you always majority of people are going to say that like yeah. i don't think you know but it's always a. Yeah, like I said, it makes for entertainment on, on there. Um, but mm -hmm. so in the last six years, is, is there anything within the position that you feel like you've been perspective has changed, beliefs have changed, or or even just like you said, with obviously social media with people. Um, but is there any, anything over the last six years? That you're like I've actually taken a way different stance on this. It might not even be a political issue. It could just be straight up like how how you run your position or how you know your office runs. Like, is there anything that has changed in six years that maybe has surprised you, but when you first came on to where you are now, you're like, oh, we made this change and that was so much better. Or my belief of this issue really has kind of progressed over the last six years and now I feel differently or... Yeah, I think you always have to be flexible mm -hmm. in what you think of. I Nothing really stands out to me right now. I think just in the way that 
that I operate, I think has changed a little bit and maybe my staff right now won't agree, but I have calmed down a little bit in the, uh, in the past couple of years. Um, you know, just saying, I guess, you know, on a Saturday evening when I get a, uh, get something in at 10 o'clock in the evening and somebody says, Hey, you know, uh, heard that you didn't do something for someone. I would be on the phone um, with every one of my staff members, I'm saying probably three years ago, and trying to figure out what the heck happened. Where now I'm like, hey, maybe I do throw out a text message out there, but let's talk about this Monday morning Mm -hmm. and let's see. I do that to remind me actually, but um, I think things bother me maybe a little less. I I think I still have an edge. I think my edge is what keeps me going but as far as changing on some issues there are some there are some major issues that um when i took a vote many years ago you know i had a lot of people that uh, that really got down on me about it and really hammered me about it and i think today society has come around Mm -hmm. and said yeah we kind of agree with you on that yeah and it's like yeah, that's what I have seen seen in society. I think giving people, uh, uh, you know, not judging people uh, on the surface is is something that I that I have seen um, that I that I don't do as much anymore, mm-hmm. and I don't just say to hell with them. You know, you don't agree with me, goodbye. People have some really strong beliefs, and they're getting hit with stuff every day on this, on this, on this. Where I would say, honestly, three years ago, what the heck is in your brain that you would think like that? Where I say today, you know what? I know why you think like that. Yeah. Because you're getting pounded in the head on on your beliefs, uh, on not even your beliefs, on a belief from somebody, uh, you know, on on TV or on social media. And and I understand that more. I understand where people are coming from, I Mm -hmm. guess, a little more than... uh, a lot more actually than I did before, and and I can respect that. Um, and you know what? Um, I think that is something going back to the the, the short memory, right? You know, you we're gonna disagree. We're gonna disagree. You're gonna give me the business. You're gonna give me the business. I'll never support you. I'll never do anything again. And three months later, you can say, "Hey, all right, we 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 can work together." What? So what? I we had a couple people on, and and uh, you know the sweetheart and heroes. Um, uh, oh God! I Paul Murphy and uh, Heather Gottlieb locally does it. Oh too, yes, but, yes, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Tom Murphy, yes, like John Blink. Yep. Tom, like UFC fighter, like big dude, came in probably the most jacked dude I've ever had on the podcast. And great guy. <laughs> Besides me, Galen, come on. I, I mean, uh... sorry, I meant second second most jacked guy on the podcast. And uh, the different weight class, but yes, yeah, very, yeah. very similar. Yeah. So, um, so Tom comes in, and one of the things he was talking about was childhood development. And he said at a certain age, like, and you have you know a young daughter yeah. and. Um, you know, and I have young kids, I and mean, when you look at it, and I've been thinking about this more and more as I interact with them, is that a lot of the stuff, a lot of like, let's call it like trauma that we carry on into our adult lives has really started at a very young age. So mm-hmm. now there's certain things I try to do with my kids where it's, you know, doing stuff with them and trying to really understand like where they are mentally, developmentally, and all these things. And one of the things I heard the other day, which was like, that like my like the other day my kid didn't want to play soccer for like I don't want to play so I asked him like what's the problem and you know I think it was he didn't want to play in front of a crowd of people 
which is fine. Now, in my head, I'm like, not a big deal. But then put myself in a five-year-old, and that's a big problem for him. But I got to put in perspective of the little guy. And I'm like, okay. So instead of saying, like, go out there, I'm going to just force you to go do it. I'm like, okay, well, sit with me. Let's watch. Let's like, And it's not that I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to allow him to make that decision. But I'm also not trying to... It, you know this iron fist on this kid to go out and I'm like this scares him to death to go play yeah. and I said me I said at five years old I probably was the same way and I heard a good analogy saying like if you were to tell your daughter and say she's scared to death to go on a plane and you're you know you're like Ella it's fine we're gonna be mm-hmm. totally fine and she's like I'm scared he goes you know what I was scared too but I've done this hundreds of times and, and uh, trust me I got you we're good mm-hmm. now she doesn't have that experience level but then so when you start looking at and then eventually she'll go on and she'll build that tolerance up. Sure. When you look at a lot of people now, even as adults, and I've learned this more as I've interacted with people, a lot of like, I say, I'm going to use the word trauma, but the, a lot of the stigmas and beliefs and things have might have been built up from a very, very young age. And you got to think, a lot of us have very high regards to our parents, our siblings, our aunts, uncles, grandparents, where that has been ingrained in us. And it may not be true, but it was our truth when we were growing up. So now we carry that with us. So if I had a belief that maybe is not even doesn't make any sense and it came from my my parents or my grandparents and I just the way I grew up and the way I interacted and that became the norm to me, you had the same, Brandon, you had the same. We all have these same beliefs and then that force or that molds us as adults. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for us to break out of that where really it's like, why would you vote that way, Billy? Well, you have different contexts than I would have different contexts. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean either of us are right or wrong, but we have to realize like that person made a decision with whatever was in their brain. And and it's it's not that it's the wrong decision because I think too many people harp on it like that's the bad decision. I'm like, yeah. no, that's a bad decision in your mind. And we got to realize, because I see it all the time, especially in politics, because again, you do it on a... Um, most of like what I would talk with with people were back is behind the scenes. You yeah. actually are voting. Your face is up there, and Billy voted on this. Yeah. And of course, it's the headline, and they don't see the millions of pages of little details. Like he voted against the whatever bill, and it's like, yes, but there were all these details. Like, oh, I didn't know about that. I don't like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, exactly. That's why I didn't vote for it. And people don't see that. And I think if people really recognize, it'd be like me micromanage armchair quarterbacking. I don't play in the NFL. I'm not like. I also didn't see that 300-pound guy coming in my blind spot where, yes, I, in theory, I should have thrown the ball to that guy, yeah. but I didn't see the guy That's why me. I threw it because the 300-pound yeah. guy was coming. Yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, you, you yeah. spin it like that, and I think that if more people just kind of gave people the benefit of the doubt or gave them like, like okay, Billy made this decision, but he lives it every day. And yeah. I, it's like real estate. If someone tells me about real estate, I'm like, I spend a disproportionate amount of time in real estate. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying it just like – there's a lot of thought that gets put into this. But if somebody's critiquing me or I'm critiquing like, Brandon, if I'm critiquing what you're doing, I don't know if that's right. Like you spend way more time in your job than I do. So why am I to tell you how to do it? Which I think is always funny in your position because out of any position you could pick in life, you're going to have the most input from others that probably aren't qualified to give you that Absolutely. (laughs) Everybody, everybody is qualified to do my job. There's a lot of experts out there. Until they actually do it. Yes. Or, Or everybody has the right, the correct decision, I should say. And that is true. And, and you know what, what hurts, the worst part about, like I say, going back to, you know, having media and social media and everybody, um, you know, everybody's an expert on everything now, that you, it gets more difficult to explain them to them that this is the reason I did this. Mm-hmm. This is the reason I did that. And, you know, oftentimes people don't want to hear that. They're like, whatever. And, uh, 
They will. Uh, That's a great swing, by the way. There, yes, yes. We're looking at the, <laughs> the, my social media page, which I try not to go on. Um, but, you know, you're going to get that. Getting back to what you said, something about stigma and what I have seen change, um, you know, maybe a big issue here mm-hmm. um, in the North Country. I think um, one of the biggest things that I have seen change since I started this job was the stigma behind. Uh, you know, mental health, uh, yep. behavioral health, addiction, um, you know, that is, uh, and, and I think we can, um, you know, there are certain circumstances, but most that can be, you know, put together. And I think since I, I know since I got this job, I've worked with groups and organizations to try to, you know, shine a light on that, bring it out. Stigma is an awful thing that people deal with, mm-hmm. awful thing that families deal with when they're dealing with with mental uh, mental health behavioral health overall and uh, what i have seen is an improvement honestly in uh, in the north country in this area do we have a long ways to go certainly mm-hmm. but i think my uh, my take on it is in working with groups and and being in that community so to speak is that we have made giant strides in that do we need mo- do we need we have to do more in that obviously people need help um we have an unbelievable amount of of mental health and behavioral health issues here uh in my district in the north country all over the country actually but i am seeing strides in people getting the help they need certainly we have a lot more to do but i would say if you're looking at an issue where uh me looking back on it seven years ago and where we are now i would say that we have made uh, considerable gains in that. Do we have a long way to go? Absolutely. And um, we need to do more as a society uh, on these issues. I think a lot of times in, you know, in the past and decades ago, you know, that was other people's problem. That was other people's problems. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's not your problem. It's in your family right now. It's your problem. Yeah, but we, we won't, we won't, we don't, we don't, if we don't discuss it, then it's not a problem. Well, yeah, it is actually because you have a family member that's suffering. And I think what we have tried to do and what organizations here in the North Country have tried to do is to shine a light on that, get people help. I think we're doing better, certainly, when you hear of, of, of certain cases. You can say no, but we are we are doing better in those areas. We have a lot, lot further to go, for sure. I, I would, yeah, I would agree. And I think... Um most people that like I've struggled with stuff. I mean, we all have different levels of stuff that you deal with, but like there's, I focused on mental stuff for the last handful of years. Cause I got to the point where I was like, I was overwhelmed with stuff. Like life comes at you fast mm-hmm. and, and it's all good stuff. Like yeah. I got, you know, kids, I got work, you got, you know, friends and all you have a million things coming at you. But then you realize like I'm one person, my cup was kind of overflowing with responsibilities and I had to eliminate some stuff and I had to basically, make more time or quiet time or stuff where my mind wasn't going, going, going. So I've had, to, I've looked at many different ways of coping with certain things, more like to, to uh, more like anxiety and th- things related mm-hmm. to that. And I don't look at like in my, I always looked at stuff. I don't look at getting anxiety as a, like a weakness. I, I look at it as something in my mind, like, okay, it's a challenge. Can I get better at it? Like, can I, can I, can I deal with it? And that's, and I would say, I feel like I have a pretty good, you know, mental, you know, standing capacity. And I have a very good like support system in my life. Like most people don't have that or not. Everybody has that. So I look at 
I do feel, I feel I have more advantages in that regard and I still struggle with stuff. And I said, most people, I think everybody struggles with something. And even if it's not anything crazy, like depression, anxiety, I mean, just a lot of stuff that goes on that I think if more people talk about it, you realize that pretty much everybody's dealing with stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just, you don't want to, because your brain controls everything. And this goes back to most of your stuff. Like physically, it's always funny. Like if some, we've mentioned a bunch of stuff today. Most of that stuff should not affect us because it's not it's not really real. It's people saying stuff, it's how we interpret it and then how we you know we we deal with it. But that is weighing on our mind where we know that it's not a big deal. You know that that stuff is like I shouldn't even have to worry about that. It's not even important, but it weighs on you and then that triggers all these other emotions in your head and then you start to deal with them or compress them or try to find an outlet. And it's it's challenging and I think that the more because we've had some people on the podcast like that. I've talked to certain people, and, and I think that the more people just are open and honest about that. And I do, you know, kind of, I mean, take some of these guys. Like, I, a lot of those guys are my good buddies and stuff. And we have these conversations all the time, whether you own a business or you have family, like, yeah. we deal with the same stuff. And it's good we have that pure outlet where I feel like maybe a handful of years ago or a generation ago, you know, a guy wouldn't want to talk to a guy about his feelings. Oh, absolutely. Now I do it all the time and I don't even think twice about it. And yeah. I don't feel like it's anything less. I'm like, I'm, hey, can you give me some tips? I want to get better. Yeah. And like, I think having that kind of back and forth, you know, like you said, normalizes it. And then you feel like if someone's struggling with something, then I think, you know, reach out and be friendly and give them a, you know, give them a boost or a load of confidence. Cause, you know, I think everybody, nobody's ever going to deny a compliment in life. Yeah. Like if you give me a compliment, it's going to make me feel good. Like, but that's just human nature. So I think the more that you can do that or, or give someone not make their life more difficult mm-hmm. is better. And I, yeah. but like I said, it's just kind of that give and take for people. And, um, I think it's going the right direction. I think a lot of social change over time progresses better. Mm-hmm. It just takes, it's, you're moving 8 billion people in that direction. Yeah. It takes time. You know, and that's, it will happen. It just always takes time. Absolutely. And and like you said, we all deal with, um, you know, the BS of life, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, we have families, we have uh, jobs, we have things that we have to do. We have to, and we, we, we all want to, we all want to please every. I think that's, that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's no, the issue, the, right? Yeah. In your job, you want to please everybody. You want to mm-hmm. please your staff. You want to please the public you want to yep. please your clients you want to please and you know what if you if you feel as though you've let somebody down boom, it's like this yep. but it's how you handle that mm-hmm. i think it's how you handle these issues that come at you and some people don't have that support staff like you just said to handle these we all are dealing with depression we're all dealing with you know uh, issues in our lives we're all dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. i think it's just a level of degree that you you, you know that you, that you let it in some people you know that overwhelms they, them it yeah. overwhelms them and, yep. and not to not to uh, certainly not to uh, um uh, you know look down on frown upon that some people don't have the support systems that we mm-hmm. that we have and i think that is an awareness that we have tried to you know, come up with in the last uh, last decade where, you know, people do need a little help. And, and there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I need a break. Yeah. Give me a little, give me a little space. And what do you need? What do you need? What do you need mm-hmm. to help you get over this? And I think if we have had done that more in the past and we, we, we do that more with people now, then people don't get to the level of the extremes, right? So for, and again, this is kind of a question for O'Billion and Brandon, if you want to jump in too, but like you guys, 
around the clock doing a lot of stuff. It's not like you have office hours. Like we know that's not true. Like, you know, people can reach you and you're doing stuff and things come up. How, how do you guys separate? Um, I've heard like a term of like, you know, let's call it quiet time, but like white space or how do you get, um, you know, time for yourself or time to decompress or time to like, kind of like from a health, I say a health standpoint, but like, I know when I get too many crazy things going on and I just feel overwhelmed. Like I like golfing. I like skiing. Mm -hmm. I like going, I like watching live music. So like, if I can go to like a couple of weeks ago, we went down to a music fest for a few days and it was great. I Mm -hmm. had no worries. It was just very relaxed. And then if I want to go golfing, like I try to have those moments where, or I like reading too. So sometimes I just want to quiet time and I'll read. Like I've, I've done I've been between appointments just random like you know what I'm just gonna sit and read in the car for a half hour just because mm-hmm. it's quiet my phone's off nobody can bother me I'm like I'm parked like in a parking lot that nobody's really gonna come looking for me and it's just nice because it gives me a time just to like chill during the middle of the day do you have those moments because I know we talked before and it's like it's go 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 but yeah. do you get a chance to kind of like pause you know and some you time or me time kind of thing where you do get to recharge the batteries I, I think I'm trying to do that a little more um, honestly and uh, people. You know, people do say that to uh, to me uh, quite often. You know, you got to find, you know, a little time for yourself. Um, I have to do a better job at, you know, even when I have time to myself, the brain is always thinking, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I woke up at 3.30 this morning thinking about an issue uh, or a constituent issue that was like, oh, shoot, did we respond? Did I respond? Did I tell Brand? Did, did I tell somebody about this a yeah. month ago? Oh my god! Yeah, drop, and, uh, I drop it, the ball, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it and it's tough because you see, I mean, how does the human brain even think of that at three thirty in the morning when I'm up trying to, you know, get a <laughs> get a couple hours of sleep? But that does happen, and um, I think I have to get better at that. Maybe I do need to find uh, a few more hobbies. I like to go skiing with my daughter. I think, I think when you become a a, a, a father, mm-hmm. honestly. I think your kids' hobbies become yours, right? Yep. That's that's the time you spend. We only have so much time here, right? And, and we're we're busy people, right? So it's like uh, I, I have found joy in uh, you know going skiing with with Ella at uh, at Titus Mountain or uh, just hanging out with her, you know, doing some things. And I think I need to do more than that or more of that, um, but. I guess I, I I really need to find a hobby of of my own and own it, and uh, maybe the next time we have this conversation, I'll 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 get there. As much as I'd love for you to pick up golf, golf may not work. Golf <laughs> it takes time and it's frustrating. So it's like no, I was gonna say if no, all you have is the one listen, swing every listen, year. Listen, if good. if I want more frustration in my life, I will I will pick up golf. And I I I, I did golf a little bit. I was never a golfer. I used to golf a little bit and. Uh, you know, four and a half hours later, I would be frustrated. But you hit that one shot, and you're like, especially on the 18th hole, yeah, keeps you yeah, coming back. Yeah, 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 it keeps you coming back, and I know that. But um, <laughs> would uh, would love to pick up something uh, more consistent along those lines. Uh, you know, I like hanging out at the lake with uh, with my friends and uh, family. Do you fish um, at all? I don't as much as I I Probably used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would like to get back into into something like that. I would like to do that with. Uh, uh, you know, with my daughter, but I, I think you do need a little, a little solace, a little time. But my biggest issue is I can't go anywhere without this darn thing. And, uh, I think, I think as long as you have these and you're connected, uh, to the web or text messaging or whatever, you're never out of it, right? You're never out of it. So I think if people, you know, 
me especially could lose this for like an hour of uh, out of the day we'd all be better i, I uh, well and that's one of the things i try to the best i can so i i've worked like a couple things like i typically keep my phone on do not disturb for mm-hmm. at least the evenings and at least the morning and i mean my like favorites list so like my yeah. wife and you know you know jen can get a hold of me and a couple other my family can get a hold of me but yeah. like most of it's like blocked off the other thing is like i block my my email off pretty much from about 4 p.m to 11 a.m the next day mm-hmm. for the most part where i just don't get anything coming in there's a little extension i can show it to you it's a good life hack but mm-hmm. what it does it, it takes away all those like the, the the pinging and like the notifications and a lot of the stuff that we do we can batch it so like i yeah. try to batch stuff as much as i can so i'm like in and out and then i'm like i can now focus a chunk of time on something versus email because most emails aren't urgent so like i always look at yeah. You think they're urgent, but they're not. They're not. Yes. And, and yeah, and, mo- and most things in life aren't urgent. It's what we put on it. And yeah. I think, like I said, someone could think it's urgent, but it's like, eh, probably not. Yeah. And if you if you train someone to say, like, that's not urgent, eventually it's not urgent. And I yeah. think it takes time, but that was always something I really tried to focus on with my phone. Like, I try to just keep it, you know, it's there for work, but I really try to disconnect when I yeah. can. The problem is with, with the stupid phones, it's like I don't even – it's not even for communication half the time. Like nah. I'm using it for apps. It's like a Swiss yeah. army knife. So oh, like yeah. I need it for a million. Nobody things. use a phone. Use, uses a phone to talk on anymore. No, I mean <laughs> like talking and texting. We shouldn't those, even call them phones. I know. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, those are the things you're right. Those are the things that you don't even, you don't even really need to do, but it's like, you think about all the stuff you use it for. And then it's you ridiculous. look at it like, ah, there's like the text and now I got to talk like, but it's just trying to disconnect from that. It's, 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 it's tricky, ridiculous. But. I did. I did a couple of years ago. I used to have my work email. I still have my my personal email, which you know, enough people get a hold of me on. But I, I took my work email off my phone mm-hmm. because that was another thing I was doing at eight, nine, ten, eleven o'clock at yeah. night was getting an email in and then getting all pissed off and then well, st- calling my staff and and giving them the riot act, which you, nobody should do and nobody should put up with. So I did take my my work email off my. My, my phone yeah that's good and i think i think you gotta to realize too like there's nothing can really get done and depending on the situation like after hours and certain things you're yeah. like well even if i send that email now they're not getting it until tomorrow morning so right. i just send in the morning yeah. saturday like, night at 10 o'clock what am i gonna going to accomplish by calling my staff yeah. and 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 getting mad at an issue besides pissing them off yeah. honestly that's all i'm going to do well, do i it- still do it sometimes brandon's right there maybe but much more rare than what i used to so that's when uh, brandon's like i feel i didn't get it i swear to god I didn't, I, monday morning i just came through no um, comment no comment <laughs> um so Billy, like, i'm gonna do some questions here these are funny i've only done these once they're all just like random questions i pulled off because i i could talk about oh, this but i always like to have like more fun things to talk about sure. too because mo- people hear a lot of this stuff like which is great like i like asking certain things that's why i'm trying to add more like not you know, like going like kind of thought process and sure. like things that you do because I think those are more fun. So I'm going to let you pick. I got personal questions, whimsical and off the wall, industry, ex- industry and industry. Yeah, industry. I feel like I'm saying that weird. Industry and expertise and then great closer questions. We'll, we'll, we'll rattle off probably like depending on how fast you answer for another like maybe 10, 15 minutes. All right. Let's but I just do think it. these are kind of fun. So like, Okay. We'll do whimsical. The first one. First one, I'm just going to go right down the list. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? The North Country. Okay. Why don't we do this second one because I'm just going to piggyback off that. If you could, if a vacation you would like to, or a place you would like to visit that you have not visited yet. Hawaii. That's actually mine too. Yeah. I, Bora my, Bora's up there too, but I always want to go Hawaii. It's on my bucket list, uh, Hawaii, then Italy, and I want to take my daughter to Hawaii. Nice. My, my, my 40th birthday, 
By the time I'm 40, I want to take my entire family to Hawaii, yeah. which I think would be a blast. My kids will be old enough to like really enjoy it. Okay. Um, so that, that was an easy one. Let, I'm just going to go with Wim's Call Off the Wall. I don't even think these are that bad. But okay. if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Mm, Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Any any specific reason? Just to just to ask him a few questions, get in his brain. And yeah. uh, I think he was... Uh, Pre- pretty close to this area, too. Pretty close to this area. Yeah. And I just think he was an... As honest as uh, and as blunt as a person he could be, but he still he still got things done. Yeah, speak softly, carry a big stick. Wasn't yeah. it him? Yeah. Um, what's your favorite subject in school, or what was history? Makes sense. I won't ask you why. Um, well, I wasn't any good at it, but it was still. <laughs> I like the stories of history. Like that, that was always yours. Must have been science, right? Because yeah. Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't worry, she doesn't listen to yeah. this. So you're yeah. Fine. My uh, <laughs> safe. The the best part about. Uh, a, a couple of my history classes is where we would talk about current events. What, what school did you go to? Shadigay Central. Okay. And um, had some rivalries with Shazy, actually. Um, but uh, oh, Cross, cross yeah, County. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we would talk about current events, and I had this, I had this uh, history teacher, uh, Mr. Quinn, and he was seventh grade. He's still around. And I, I mentioned this during my uh, commencement speech I was asked to do, and I, it was so great because we would get in there, and I was a little nerd, actually. I would watch the news all the time, da 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 And the rest of the kids would just get me going on it. And he would carry these current events into, like, we would go, it was supposed to be, like, the first five minutes of class. Yeah. He would carry it into, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Before you know what the bell was ringing, they were like, yeah, we did. We, we never we got, got it. Billy going. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't get into the history. So that was, uh, that was always uh, a fun, fun thing for me. Um, what was your favorite trip you've ever taken? Favorite trip I've ever taken. Ooh, that's a good one. Shoot. Um, we didn't know some of these answers, right? Um, I would say I took a Florida trip with my daughter um, three or four years ago. It was very quick, but that was, that was a, we had a lot of good memories. There. Yeah. She's old enough to like, you know, have memory yeah. and have fun. Yeah. Um, what star sign are you? Oh, my goodness. I always blink in my. I'm a Capricorn. I'm a Scorpio, right? Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. I know. I don't understand those. Yeah, I just I'm know a Scorpio. Mine. November eighth. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's an anagram? Do you know what that is? Anagram. What anagram type are you? I mean, I can Google it, but I'm just gonna skip it. Actually, yeah. I, I'm curious. What is an anagram? Yeah. What you is, don't know what that is? I don't. I feel as though I, I, I should. No, I also. I also might be mispronouncing it. So anagram test iq simplify is a model of the human psyche which is i probably would like that we don't have enough time for that skip okay. that question all right um are you an introvert or an extrovert Ooh, i'd like to be an introvert i think i enjoy that more but i'm probably an extrovert are you an extrovert by nature or is it more of the job the job okay so normally you'd be fine like chilling in the house reading a book watching tv just relaxing with you I'd know be, hanging out with ella just like uh, i'd time. be I'd be happy chilling on the couch by myself um, in my own little world. Yeah, I'm the same. If you won $10 million tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Holy cow. Um, I would spend it on, honestly, I would probably, oh, $10 million. You know, $10 million doesn't go as far as it used to. I know. But... I'm actually kind of looking. I feel like that should be $100 million, yeah, I feel like whenever this million. is written. Because I would like to design a, a a house the way i want it like every little thing yeah not even to show off but 
for conven- like what you want for just convenience like yeah. you know you go into about and i've spent a lot of time on on uh, on the road yeah like and like just like a hotel bathroom like you know i remember my cousin built a house like 15 20 years ago and you know how you have the the sink in one area and everything else in the yeah. other i mean a lot of homes are doing it now yeah. but they didn't do that like 20 years ago yeah you know it was like yeah i just like it because i spent some time in the hotel rooms i just always like this i would like that i would like to design a, a kitchen i think a kitchen is one of the best places in a in a home yep design it just the way you want it with all the great stuff and the gadgets and everything that but other than that i'd like to develop uh like people are asking you know we we just talked about if I had money, if I had a hundred million dollars, I would develop a town. I would, I would just, okay. I would build a town, and probably would be my, my hometown. But I would, just, I, I've always, I've always been weird like that. Okay. I, like when I was a kid, I had an imaginary country, honestly. Okay. And you know, imaginary government and all of this. This is like and, Hunger Games or something. Yeah, like. no, but I would just, <laughs> not, not even that. I would just like, you know, I always look back at the towns and the way they were designed in like the fifties in the in the early 60s and, and you know it was real wholesome it was just like or it's like the truman show you're just yeah, like yeah, build this yeah, weird kind thing of, and... i'm gonna build the truman show but <laughs> if i had a lot of money that's what i honestly okay. i would do with it yeah i think it would be fun the, the hotel bathroom thing i agree some of the best bathrooms i've ever seen are in hotels just the way they're laid out Aren't the they? brightness the big one the laid out once you like to build a home like uh, i just like, like the space like yeah exactly I mean, like they're just they're yeah. usually too big and you have but, the double i mean if you have a partner uh, yeah it's like yeah the double sinks one sink doesn't work right because you're always fighting for that space for a well, sink. that and you, you just get all the crap sink. that goes around the sink. Yes, and like, okay, yes. put it on your side. Yeah, exactly. um, especially if you're like me, I like things just like clean. But if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Oh boy, um, <laughs> I would honestly write about my experiences and the people that I've met. Half of it would be, uh, half of it would people would think it would be it would be comical, but they would all be true stories. Okay, and so this would be kind of like a satire kind of book. Yeah, well, it would be. Yeah, it would okay. be true though. I have uh, and. I have run into some uh, interesting people in my life. And I say interesting in a very broad term. I have run into people where I have talked to them and you would never, ever in your wildest dreams imagine what that conversation was. But I've also sat down. I was just talking to somebody, of a friend of ours, um, the other the other uh, morning. Actually, we were having coffee right after your, your tournament. And she was saying, you know, she was talking about you know, the people that used to own her, her property yep. very close to you. You'll probably understand who it is. And I said, oh, geez, the, the brothers. And I said, I, I sat down one of the first times in this job. Um, I, uh, I met up with this guy and we, we kind of hit it off and he's like, Hey, you want to go have dinner some, you know, some night or whatever. And I sat there and we talked and I listened to him. What an interesting life he had mm-hmm. for two, three, four hours. And without this job, I never would have would have would have gotten that opportunity i've i've been able to meet up with people i I traveled to new york city meet people that i would never meet if i didn't have this job sit down and talk to them talk about what they have seen in their life their experiences you know vladimir monk just just presented him uh, uh, with an award the other day just hit 100 yeah yeah. 100 holocaust just that's very interesting yeah i think i would love to write a book with that but we'd have to split it up with obviously 
<laughs> some, volume some some more serious stuff and some stuff that was just totally off the wall that uh you you probably couldn't I, believe you were talking i had about. A, two books i read last year i listened to them it was better to listen to them but it was green lights by matthew mcconaughey okay which is fantastic yeah and then there was a book i forgot that i forgot the actual title but it was kevin hart's book and he actually narrated oh, really? it and it was so funny because yeah. both of them the the uh, Matthew McConaughey book, I was laughing like hysterically within twenty minutes of the yeah. book. It's just yeah. it, there, it's so but it's like it's funny, but it's he reads it too. So yeah. I know you have a lot of drive time, so that'd be fun a fun one to read. But yeah. it kind of is like that. It's like a life story, but it, there's comedy and, yeah. and kind of fun. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, uh, besides littering, um, I would have to say littering. I don't like littering either. Yeah. I throw bananas me. out the. I throw bananas in apple cores. And I told my daughter the other day, I'm like, it actually decomposes into the ground. So I'm doing it a favor. Yeah. Or birds get them. Yeah. But yeah. You know yeah. what? You know what really bothers me still, and and I do. You know, whatever. Uh, I know friends that smoke cigarettes and do this or whatever. Um, people that re- that don't realize when you're done with a cigarette butt, they throw it out the window. Yeah, they don't realize that. that is littering. And I'm like. Why don't you realize that that also, is littering? Yeah, you might as well throw a, on it. Throw it in the field. Yeah, you like, might as well throw a, a, a cup out the window or whatever. No, mm-hmm. don't do that. But I would say littering is right up there. I, I mean, I, I pick, have I have a lot of them, but that's up there. Yeah, I pick up <laughs> stuff off the ground too if I see it. Yeah, like if I just see it like in a park or yeah. something, I just grab it. I'm like, yeah. I'll just walk into the garbage. Like yeah. just small little thing, but it d- does a big deal. Um, what do you think the world will look like in five years? Hmm. That's a good Ooh. one. Um, Follow questions even better. So it, you know. <laughs> We're looking at um, we're our country is going through some very turbulent times, the world is, but we we have survived. We have done, um, you know, we have done things. I think people need to really need to just stand up and start doing um, the right things, no matter whether it's it's political or not. What the world will look like, I will say. With AI technology and so uh, wild. and everything coming on, it scares me right now. People are saying, "Oh no!" I went to a conference last uh, three weeks ago in Toronto. We had a guy stand up, and you know, he was trying to say how good AI, which it, it there there probably is. We'll adapt, right? Yeah. There probably is some good things. Will there be some major uh, learning curves and major bumps while we are adapting to this? Yeah, but in my field, AI technology right now to me is pretty scary because people yeah. can put a lot of stuff out there um, that I had no idea that was out there, yeah. and secondly, that I did not say or do, that, and that scares me. That's what I'm worried about. Is, yeah. is that especially in positions like yeah. in your position, and obviously going up more on the national scale, yeah. like it's very, yeah. very uh, people will it, not get the people will not get the facts and the truth, and I think. We're going to see some more growing pains in that, um, but I I'm an optimist. I think in five years, the uh, the world will look um, much like it is now. But I think um, one of two things: I think people will realize at some point, maybe in ten years, that the the bullshit is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Are we on PG? I'm sorry. No, you can do whatever you want. Depends on where you want to share, but you're good. (laughs) I I think at some point people just have to realize the BS is the BS. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to get there because I'm an optimist, but I think we're going to go through a lot more of the BS before we get there. Uh, Well, yeah. And I think, uh, 
like just five years from now, I think the AI is going to, because you got to think five years ago, where were we? Like it's oh, crazy. Like it how is. much has jumped and progressed in five years. So I think five years from now, you're going to see like the AI. I think you're going to start seeing some crazy things. Um, just, and a lot of this goes into like, you know, the AI, but um, like even like Elon Musk with like Neuralink. Like I think at some point in time, people are like, there's no way I'm going to put a chip inside me. I'm like, yeah, you will. Like most people I think yeah. will because you weren't going to carry a cell phone. Now it basically is an extension of your arm. You weren't, and, you weren't going to conduct all your business on this and some people do the, that. When I, mean, I was in high school, which again, I'm not that old. So, but I mean, this was what, 15 years ago or whatever. I remember getting my first cell phone and I didn't even, I activated my first cell phone because a girl wanted to text me. That was it. And, and I was- at It's the, always about a girl, I know. Right? And that was it. And that was a motivating factor. But at the time, but you've got to think about it. I, at, at that age, I'm like, why would I need to call somebody? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I see my buddies at school. Like, and this was only 15 years ago. Now yeah. we're like living on these things. I, might, yeah. I literally, my car starts because of my phone. Yeah. 15 years ago, it wasn't even. Do using you think a phone. people are going to inject themselves with? Chips? I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Neuralink hmm. stuff. I think 100. percent And I was actually like putting in notes. I'm like, what happens if I could just like. It could read my mind and things were happening as I was thinking, but I don't have to have the doing of the thoughts because we think so quickly. And yeah. this is like kind of like nerding out higher level. But like, I really think that a lot of us are um, people that say you're not going to do something end up doing it. Like Facebook, people weren't going to go on Facebook. Now, yeah. guess what? Young kids are off Facebook because all the yeah. people that weren't going to be on Facebook are on Facebook. Yeah. And you start looking at um, just trends and how things evolve. And um, I just think we're going to see a lot more of that. Yeah. Are we going to colonize Mars in five years? I don't think so. The next question was, where do you think the world will be like in 50 years? And I think we will. there will be people on Mars. I really do. But yeah, things I, just I, go at such a fast clip. It's yeah, compounding. I know? think it will. But like I said, I think in some confidence or in some aspect of this, I think society, to, to maintain what society is obviously have we made technological advances in the last hundred years yes we're we're, we're we are not riding around in horse and buggy anymore yep. we're doing this but at some point people have to say whoa wait a minute as a society enough is enough i mean how much further are we go are we going to go i mean i i saw a thing on Instagram today where robots were doing inter interviews with each other. Like yeah. it was like, and they, 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 they weren't robots. They look like humans. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh, the, wait a minute. Well, the, the only Are thing, we, the only reason I would say I don't believe that is because you, you got to think in human history, however many years, like what, 40,000 years or maybe longer. But I mean, if you go, if you really go back even 2000 years, like every generation has always tried to strive for more or strive for the yep. next level. And at this point, it's only speeding up the rap, the rate that we're able to do so. So I look at, I don't, at the end of the day, we have a lot of similarities back to someone that was living 2000 years ago. Like just, I mean, we probably looked very similar to yeah. them even 2000 years ago. Um, and probably, you know, and I, I kind of go back and I think about this stuff. Like the other day I saw, I think it was like Joe Rogan posted it. There was like a, a spear that was coming out of ice that I think was 1600 years old, still intact. Everything was frozen in ice and it started to melt. And so they can obviously strip DNA off of that. But yeah. if you look at like back then they were coming up with this and the progression to where we are now with just, and that's like how to get food. Like we have way different ways of doing but it. But how, how much more can we go before we lose all the human traits yeah the human I, instincts i think we're i mean getting, i think we're starting it comes to, to a point where it's like we're not going to be uh we're not going to think we're not going to um have well, any 
kind of human traits. We're not even going to have emotions. If you want to shut down your emotions today, yeah, shut well, them down. And I think you're starting you to get know? to like the 19, like the, the George Orswell, like yeah. the 1984. Like you're starting to hit this like futuristic. We're, we're getting closer to it. And I think that's a lot of people when they come out with AI and they're like, just be careful because like yeah. if you put these, again, robots or whatever, you've, how many how many movies have we seen growing up where robots take over the earth? Like, I mean, the, not, I mean, yeah. the last like 30, 40 years, there's been a ton of those movies and they're not far off from actually putting that technology in place. And I think that's why a lot of them are like, it's fine. But if you basically let the, let the robot out of the box kind of thing, or it's kind of like the Dr. Seuss, like thing one and thing two come out of the box, they're going to wreak havoc. And that's yeah. kind of where I think the slippery slope gets to where like, you're almost going to self-destruct. Cause I think at the end of the day, like how does the earth or how does the human population stop? It's going to be from our own doing. I don't yeah. believe a meteor is going to come hit us. I think it's going to be. I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Um, it's not going to be the Terminator thing. It's not going to be. It's going to be us that yeah. are going to ruin ourselves. Yeah. We're I going to be, ruin our neighbor. We're going to ruin by, by our actions through uh, whatever that is technology. It's not going to be the aliens coming. It's not going to be. We're going to, we're going to have a civil war among ourselves if we keep up with or just, some of this you just stuff. implode because like, yeah. oh, I went too far. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I agree with you. Based on time-wise, um, last, <laughs> last question. I don't even want to. Actually, I want to go with the. F- Let's do rapid fire. Three more questions so sure. we get through this. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Spaghetti. Okay. Any type of particular spaghetti? With meat sauce. But I mean, like, make, did someone, like, specially make it? Was this, like, oh, grandma's spaghetti? Is this a specific well, restaurant? Oh, my mother, God rest her soul, I can't say it, But my Aunt Jude makes, uh, my mother's been, uh, been gone for 24 years, just the other day, actually. Um, but my Aunt Jude's spaghetti. And, and my mother will forgive me because she's... She would agree. She's, yeah, okay. she's been gone. That's good. Shout out to but Aunt Jude. My, my mom's spaghetti or my Aunt Jude's spaghetti, yes. All right. Um, what would be the title of the book about you if your worst enemy wrote it? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm teeing it up. You can pick any anybody, Billy, who's your oh, worst enemy. But um, what do you think someone that despises you would call the book about you? No, nothing, Jones. Okay. I feel like that's been said to you a few times. <laughs> Last question. What's your favorite color and what does it say about you? <laughs> oh, my God. My favorite color is blue. Everybody knows. Actually, I'm wearing kind of a greenish, grayish shirt today, but I do not go anywhere without wearing um, blue. Okay. And what does it say about me? I don't know. There's a lot of different shades of blue. So there you go. Um, maybe some days it's, uh, it's a dark blue and... Uh, Stay out of his way, Billy. Or uh, maybe someday it's a lighter blue that says, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a good day." So I don't know. We'll end on that one. I think the last question we ended on years ago: What was your favorite milkshake flavor? Do you remember that? I don't even know what you said. What did I say? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember, but I feel I think like... it was vanilla. And I think everybody in the room said vanilla. No, why I think would you I, say I, vanilla? I feel like it was vanilla, but then I think you. Yeah. I, my favorite's Oreo. But I feel like you switched it. Like, I like vanilla, but I also like, and I, I want to say it was like, it might have been Oreo or cookie dough. And then we both said, if yeah. you're, you know, you're drinking it because it's out of a straw. Typically, if you get it from Stewart's. You know what it is? With caramel in it. Vanilla with really? caramel oh, in Billy. it. Yeah, I'm, a caramel I'm not a caramel guy. guy. Oh, I'm a caramel guy. I love Are you caramel. Too? Yeah. See, this yeah. is a thing. I'm yeah. a cookies yeah. and cream guy, but like all the caramels <laughs> and stuff doesn't do it. But that's you okay. You should see, uh, there's some new ice cream out. Don't talk me uh, into caramel. Oh, my God. Oh, no, love. I'm not going to, but well. Well, Crumbsle on the Mohawk has caramel, and that's good. In, in, Are we talking Stewart's ice cream? Stewart's ice yeah, cream. Yeah, you got to go. Okay, these guys, that's, they, they, amazing. they do it. Uh, yeah. Just what a job. Yeah. And I know my friends in the convenience store industry are going to be like, you t- I had to talk about Stewart's, but nobody can disagree with Stewart's no, ice there's, cream. There's nobody that's arguing with you. Yeah, yeah. But 
they're starting to make cheesecake ice cream and cheesecake is my favorite dessert okay but, so i just guy. had right. i just had caramel cheesecake caramel vanilla that was cheesecake the, that was the ice cream dorts really? just had it this weekend okay unbelievable great stuff all right off yeah. the off the venture they put out. little chunks of cheesecake in there Stewart yeah. just does it right. The amount of times they we do. get stuff, I always tell my they wife, do. I'm like, Stewart just does oh it right. And, and, <laughs> yeah, they, they do. We right? all know they, it. I Nobody's mean, arguing. But the, the ice cream, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's good. Well, hey, I, I, uh, I'll I, let you have the caramel. I, I'll try it, though. If I go, well, I'm going to just get a taste test of it and I'll go yeah. cookies and cream. Yeah. So, all right, Billy, I appreciate it as always. Um, like I said, you're a busy man. We so anytime have, you we give could us... have chatted for another couple of hours. We, we could. Actually. We could. Oh, I had a bunch. I mean, we got a lot of questions here. We'll, we'll bring we'll bring you back for what was our next one? Industry and expertise. So. Oh my goodness. We'll we'll let yeah. you brush up. Maybe I'll send those before you can give you some good answers. Yeah. But um, obviously, anybody who wants to find Billy, you can find him. He's everywhere. Um, but again, I always appreciate everything you do, and and you're always gracious with your time. And mm-hmm. I know uh, the tournament on Saturday. A lot of Nice things were said. I mean, after we, we had obviously Raji a little bit, but yeah. after that, you know, yeah. the guys were definitely uh, um, happy you guys went or happy you showed up yeah. and did your thing and, um, you know, everything great, else you guys did. Great so. tournament. Great. You guys do a great job. I was I actually said That's Monday good. morning when I got back to the, the office, I was talking to my staff, and then we had a meeting after that about, um, you know, other stuff, campaign stuff, or off-campus stuff, and I was like, they didn't excellent job with that i mean the banners and the the the, the yeah. setup and everything you guys and just we, uh, we go over the top a little bit you but do but it was great i loved it yeah. it was uh, you did it you do a great job we uh, for the kids yeah every, every year we try to just make it a little bit better so we will yeah. but again we appreciate that brandon thank you thank you for uh, uh thank you for stopping in no thank you for this a couple words yeah thank you it's it was a great conversation as always yeah. and uh We'll do it again sometime. Beautiful. All right. Episode, I don't even know what it, but 243, Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on all social platforms at Galen Trombley. Thanks for listening.